and welcome to the What If Project podcast. I am your co-host, Rain. And I am your co-host, Tracy. And Tracy and I are two former frenemies turned besties <laughs> who are working together to exit the grind by learning to be self-reliant and practicing a sustainable lifestyle. This podcast is going to air on March 1st, and this is our fourth module. It's module number four, even though I've been telling people all week that it's going to be module number five. It's actually module number four. I do want to say that we are finishing up our first really pure kind of passion driven module. And that was about decluttering and Tracy ran that one. Tracy, I personally think it was really successful. Do you want to talk a little bit about it, kind of wrap it up for us and give us sort of like a little bit of feedback? I'd love to do that. So I 100% agree with you and feel like it was a successful endeavor and a successful beginning to something that I hope to carry over into the coming weeks and months and creating part of that sustainable lifestyle, which is being able to manage what's coming into your home and how it's coming in with intention and purpose in that moment and not putting it off for months and weeks and years to the point that it builds up to become clutter. I still have work to do on my decluttering stuff. I was actually really surprised by how much I sort of like unsquirreled. Yeah, I and I did not get to every area that I had intended to or wanted to, which is okay because I still feel like I did get a lot done and was very thorough in those areas that I did touch. So I do have a plan over the next couple of weeks to continue that, not as uh, not at the same pace at which we were working because now we're in a new right. module, but mm -hmm. definitely still giving it attention a few days a week and continuing to work through these areas and then hopefully circling back and then going to round two. Thank you, Tracy, for rounding that up for us. And I really did enjoy it. I appreciate it. And you did a lot of really great work. I think it was a very successful module. So, and I appreciate everything that you did to make it. So, yay. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was very freeing. Yeah, for sure. I personally, and I think we got some really great participation out of it. I think I think there was a lot of appreciation outside of just our little Rain and Tracy bubble, which is exciting, which is what we're working towards is trying to help other people who may be finding themselves in similar circumstances or with similar feelings about their circumstances and trying to help them find their way through it the same way that we are trying to find our way through it. And so this next module, I'm not even really sure what to name it. I guess we'll come up with a name on the, maybe at the end or through this thing, but it's really just, you know, one of the things that we talk about all the time is the wastefulness that we both feel in our lives regarding sort of our finances, right? And a lot of times we struggle with the balance of, am I gonna pay for something because I need the convenience of it because I'm so sort of maxed out on all these other fronts that it's easy to just throw a little bit of our disposable income at it and solve the problem immediately versus the longer term goal of getting our stuff in order and and making it so that we reduce the impact of those sorts of expenses in our lives as a way to give ourselves some more flexibility regarding the income stream that we require to get ourselves and our families to the next place. And so that's really what I want to focus on. And I and I really 
over the last two weeks, over and over and over and over again, I, I just looked around and I saw dollar bills kind of <laughs> piling up around me. So as I was decluttering, I was really thinking, wouldn't it be nice if I, you know, was a little bit more intentional on the front end of this activity? Maybe if I had more of an awareness of exactly where my money was going, exactly like how the categories of my money were being spent, maybe I would think twice about using that quick purchase as an easy answer for whatever it was that my immediate circumstances seemed to require. Right. And I do have to say, Rain and I went to TJ Maxx the other night and I was super proud of us because we literally, I, I just felt like we really put a lot of thought into what went home with us. Mm -hmm. And the things that went home were more consumable in nature. We both had had items in our hand that would have been more just another thing to have around. Mm -hmm. And they could have potentially served a purpose, but it wasn't a need. And mm -hmm. so we, I think we both put something back, which, which was amazing. And just mm -hmm. that taking the few minutes to really think it through. And of course, since we're actively decluttering, it was like, you know, do, do I really want this to be something that I just end up decluttering, you know, months from now? Mm -hmm. And then knowing that this kind of budget slash intentional spend module was coming up, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, let's be thoughtful of that. So I feel like, you know, we're, we're definitely like on the right wavelength. And, and now it's how to bring that into the different facets of our lives so that there is this real purpose and intentionality behind the dollars that are being spent out of our home so that we don't have to continue trading so many hours for dollars. Right. Which I think it's the goal. Yes, that's exactly the goal. That, well, that is my goal too, right? I mean, I, what I would really like to do is get into a position where my financial obligations were minimal enough that it would be easy to step away from the high level responsibility occupation that I have. Our goal is an exit strategy from this nine to five grind you and I are both major income earners for our family. So neither one of us are in a position where we can just like, you know, <laughs> see ya, <laughs> throw our hands up and be like, peace out. <laughs> I mean, it's just our, all of our systems would collapse in that circumstance. Did you have a chance to collect all of your statements? Have you got it in one spot to start? So I have all of my bank statements and credit card statements available for the last three months ready and at, in my at, at my hand they're not in my hand right the second and what i also did is went back and looked at um, from previously in the fall when we had had these in-depth conversations about budget and the amount of money that was leaving our home because we both had this sensing that we actually didn't really know what <laughs> what those numbers were and kind of the Correct. percentages of what money was going where we were really just kind of like living blind Mm -hmm. And I definitely validated that, that uh, hypothesis because I was totally shocked by the amount of money that we were spending, especially in certain categories. So I have that. I have full Excel spreadsheets from that in the fall. So our income level hasn't necessarily changed since then. So my guess is that it's going to be very similar. That's exactly what I've done. What, what I really think might be best for me is to get an idea of what my overall pot is to get a sense of the average of where my money is going out of this pot and then say okay you know what i really don't need to be spending this kind of percentage or this massive amount 
on this kind of thing, like eating out, right? So that's one thing that you and I've talked about a lot is eating out. We both have massive convenience bills over there because we are working our tails off all day, every day, like today. Okay. I, (laughs) this is a Sunday y'all. I got out of bed and I was at my work computer at six o'clock this morning. Oh my gosh. I turned my computer off at 345. (laughs) My kids are upstairs right now. (laughs) We're hungry. What are we going to eat for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But you know what I don't want to do? Go upstairs and make dinner right now. Right. (laughs) It's, you know, that's not what I want to do. And so this is a moment where it would be very easy for me to say, we're just going to order a pizza, but I don't want it to be. Yeah. You know, the only time that I have ever been, I would say, remotely successful in a quote unquote budget is when I did do a cash system for a while and we talked about that the other day and and that was pretty successful. I did have to be kind of the debit card Nazi though. Um, so that sometimes that wasn't fun. <laughs> be like, do mm-hmm. not use that debit card. Here's your cash. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a habit. I don't feel like we've been as responsible with our finances as we could have, um, mm-hmm. mainly because of convenience and being so busy and tired and worn out and all the things we've talked about before. You know, we have a couple other like conditional things that have have been hard. Um, my husband has gone through a very serious illness the last six months and didn't really realize probably the six months leading up to that, what was going on with him. He used to be kind of our our primary chef in our home and kind of always managed and took care of that. So when he kind of stopped doing that, it's never been something that I've adjusted to doing myself. And so we're still kind of, you know, struggling through that a bit. So again, that's where a big part of our money goes is food conveniences. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law is not doing really well and needs like round the clock care. So his sons are taking care of them, which means I, if we're not careful, I can see a lot of takeout, you know, for all three of them. And so really Mm -hmm. understanding like, okay, I need to figure out a way to help manage that so that my husband is not stopping and getting Burger King on the way or Bojangles or something like that. And that he's still getting healthy meals. And also knowing that I have a really bad habit of letting things sneak up on me, like birthday parties and events and things like that. And it's because I I get busy and I'm not paying attention to what's happening in front of me. As part of this intentional spending, really keep an eye, a better eye on that of knowing, okay, let's see whose birthday is coming up. My birthday is coming up. Yes. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking having a birthday slash anniversary calendar might be a really helpful tool for us. Oh, that's, yes, yes. You know, like just, you know, keeping an eye out and knowing, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm going to budget myself to, you know, $25 for gifts, even if it's like kid birthday parties or whatever, and know that they're coming. So it's not the last minute. And you're just like, buy whatever. I don't care. Just so we can get out of the store and go, you know, which mm-hmm. that happens pretty regularly, you know, and then, right. you, then you've spent 45 or $50 on a birthday gift instead of 25 or 20, you know, like, and, and not being thoughtful and intentional about it, which is really important to me. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. So how now, how do you pay your bills, Tracy? Because I don't know of any, well, I mean, I guess I could go to the electric company and pay with cash and I could go to the water department and pay with cash, but I know myself and I know that I won't do that. And I don't even know when the last time I was like, I wrote a check for something. So you're talking about your cash system. Was that basically your convenience spending and then everything else do you have automated somehow? Or was that literally dollar for dollar? 
No, the water, the electricity at the time, our mortgage payment, um, you know, those kind of, of utility bills mm-hmm. I paid online. So some, most of them are, st- are today on auto pay, mm-hmm. which I do find to be very convenient mm-hmm. and actually is great because then they can get paid on time, which is wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. So no, like in all of those utility recurring bills, I, I paid online. And then so it was your convenient spending. It, it was, was your grocery shopping, gas money, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anything that I was buying kind of in that moment. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's what gets away from me. Because I mean, you know, I know, okay, this is due this day. And I know about how much it is like all of that I have in my brain. It's just everything else that I don't. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you remember so, me telling you the story of my my son, I guess you would have been 16 or 17 at the time, got a hold of my debit card and kept somehow like I would give it to him to, you know, run to the grocery store or you know, he'd need gas, but like, okay, we're here, go gas. And he would somehow end up keeping it for like a week. And and then the next mm-hmm. thing I knew, you know, there was like, I'm like, what are you doing with my debit card? So that kind of also goes to show you, I don't keep a really good check on it every day either mm-hmm. and probably should. So just kind of talking in the realm of like money and finances, I, I think I'd probably need to do better about looking at our bank account on a regular, you know, maybe not daily, but you know, definitely a couple times a week. Every single account that I have, I get alerts if something is spent on that account. So for my credit cards, I get an alert no matter what goes on there. And for my bank accounts, I have it set up for anything over $25. And then that actually one of my accounts, it is every single thing. I do like that because there have been several times that we have been in a situation where there have been some charges that weren't supposed to be there that immediately I saw. So it wasn't, I wasn't having to play major catch up. I could sort of like nip it in the bud. So I don't know if your accounts have that, but it might be worth looking into. They probably do. I've actually never looked at that before. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to find out if, you know, other people in your family are kind of nickel and diming you in a way that you don't, (laughs) you don't recognize. I can be like, why did you spend $400 at Academy? Mm -hmm. Who spent $400 at Academy Sports? Correct. Do you have a personal idea or some goals that you want to try to to work towards financially where you will feel like, okay, if I hit these benchmarks or this type of benchmark, I will feel comfortable adjusting my income stream. Yes. I'd like to spend zero dollars. <laughs> yes. Well, you are much closer to that than I am because you did. You've talked about this before. You just paid off your mortgage a couple months ago. So that is like super exciting and a massive leg up. Yes. In life. It's a really, really great feeling. It's still a really great feeling. I definitely have some ideas of where I would like us to be as far as the amount of money that I would like it that I would like for us to need on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. Knowing if if we had X amount of dollars, then that is enough to be sustainable. So go back to our kind of our word to sustain a lifestyle that we we really want. It'd right. be enough to be able to have a little bit of money to, to squirrel away every month, to be able to travel a little bit, to be able to put into savings, you know, to be able to finish raising out our kids because there's that as well. <laughs> like we still mm-hmm. have, you know, one that'll be a, a minor for a few more months and we have no intention of like kicking him out the door. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have one who's got a ways to go, you know, so we still have have those things. 
but I definitely don't feel the pressure of necessarily giving them all this stuff and all the latest and greatest. I'm much more interested in teaching them how to live a sustainable lifestyle, how to use their money wisely, and how to save and how to kind of have that have that delayed gratification of really thinking through something before making purchases. Yeah. You know, growing up, my family, we didn't talk about money. Not only was it just not something that we didn't talk about, but it was something that we were like actively not talking about. Like you don't, <laughs> a- you don't talk about how much money you make. So, I mean, you know, I remember seeing, you know, my family sit down and write checks and pay the bills, but never, never did they invite me to the table and say, this is what we're doing. This is our pool. This is what's going out. This is how we're managing it. The financial education I think is really important. And just having a conversation because a lot of women especially are uncomfortable talking about money. A lot of women are not even fully aware of the finances in their home and how things operate. And even if you don't have either like a primary role or an active role, if you are part of a family system, you are part of helping to manage those resources. Just going to the grocery store, the grocery store has always been kind of expensive, but it seems like the prices of everything are outrageous right now. I bought like a pound and a half of meat or something yesterday to make hamburgers for dinner. And it was almost $11 for ground beef for a pound and a half of ground beef. I was like, should I know this cow? Like, who am I eating? I feel like it was a celebrity at this point. But yeah, that's crazy. So we never really talked about that growing up. We didn't have a sense of the amount that was coming in or going out that was not talked about. And while you know, I think we were, my sister and I were both aware that we were kind of, you know, middle class. We had all the things that we needed and and a whole Mm -hmm. lot of the things that we wanted. We -hmm. never went without ever. Right. There was always at Christmas, a whole slew of gifts under the tree. And, you know, if everybody was getting bikes in the neighborhood for Christmas, we got bikes too, you know, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. What I didn't realize until we were much older and my mom began to to do a really great job about opening up to us once we were, um, I would say adults or very young adults, was that that kind of lifestyle came at a very high price in the way of debt. And Mm -hmm. so my mom did start to open up to us when she really got intentional about paying their debt off and, and becoming debt free and realizing, oh my gosh, you know, I think first, like, what did we do? For what? Like, for what reason? So the kids could have bikes? Like, that was Mm -hmm. dumb. You know, (laughs) like, they could have done with it the bikes they already had, you know? So when she realized that, she did get a lot more transparent about it and opened up the conversation with us, especially in the realm of debt, and really, really wanted to see us not fall in those same footsteps. I was going to ask you a question. In your household, are you kind of the the finance person that... uh, role fall on your plate? Yes. It's not something I like to spend a lot of time giving attention to. So that really is part of, I think, why it is kind of neglected in a lot of ways, just because I, you know, I don't like to think about it. It's just sort of one more thing. And so I think, okay, well, you know, I get all my bills paid. It's fine. And and I'm not being dismissive of that. I just mean like, yeah, if you want to go to Burger King and I don't want to make dinner, it's an easy choice. We do have enough disposable income that that is not a critical 
choice in our life. The problem is we're making these non-critical choices so extensively that it it really has added up to become one, not because it's it's unmanageable, but because it like there's no future with it. Like there's right. no way to move into what we want to do while we're doing it the way that we're doing it. So yeah. How about you? Are you are the same at your house, aren't you? I am. I am. And I did watch my mom do that the you know growing up as well and she still does it she'll call me i just paid all the bills like she still has a bill book and she gets out her checkbook and Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but but yeah like that is definitely and it always has been kind of on my shoulders and in my responsibility to make sure that the bills were paid and understand what's coming in and what's going out and keeping track of all of that Mm -hmm. and i have to say one of the things i would love not only for us to take away at the end of this but also anyone Mm -hmm. listening is the process of maybe overcoming some of this kind of like mom guilt or mom shame in it like for example today i had really wanted to go to food lion i had wanted to take an inventory of what i had on hand in the house for that could be dinners and i had a feeling if i could just go i could probably just needed a couple of things and i could put together a several meals and i i just i ran out of time to do that and then i was I thought, well, maybe I could send Samuel after, you know, some, if I just had some hamburger meat, it's so funny. Like if I just had some hamburger meat, then I could, I could do this and this. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, then I started feeling guilty that I wasn't going to go to the grocery store myself. Like it was weird. I'm like, what the, what the crap is that? Like, why am I mm-hmm. feeling guilty over this? Because, and I was feeling guilty because in my mind in the morning I had like this plan and didn't mm-hmm. quite go the way that I thought it would go. And then I felt guilty about it. And so I'm like thinking about the guilt, just that that process. And then I have never ordered from like online ordering and you just roll up to the grocery store and pick it up. I've never actually done that before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, maybe that's something I should look into. But then I don't know. I don't feel really great about that either. I would just really love like at the end of this module to come away with a sense of here are some sustainable systems in regards to our finances and our spending habits that are completely guilt-free. Like these, this is where I'm going to give myself permission to kind of like, if I need to slack off or have a bad day or a rough week, like this is where that can happen. Like, you know, kind mm-hmm. of have a system for that. A slush fund. Yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, in our very first module, we talked about making meal plans and mm-hmm. and sticking to you know uh creating setting yes having meals every you know each night which you know even that was super helpful and has continued to be helpful food is where we spend the most money hands down mm-hmm. even before yeah. the mortgage was paid off <laughs> it was it, it's it's food we spend the most amount in food i'm sure that that's where our kind of major budget is too So one thing that I would like us to be conscientious about, you and I, because I do want to have another conversation about it next week, which is how we're going to encourage our families to buy into these systems. I mean, my kids, basically, they just think they snap their fingers and somebody brings them food. (laughs) It's great. It's great. Delayed gratification is not a major thing here. So that is something that just as a family will have to do. But anyway, so I would really like for you, for us 
as we're moving through this to really to earmark those ways that we found that are working. If there's things that we've asked that are not working, just to give each other some ideas and give anybody listening who is going to be doing some of these things. Like, how do I get my family on board? Because it's one thing to want to do it personally and to feel some of the sacrifices that may come about as a result. It's another thing when you're hauling some people along with you. Sure. And the last thing that you want to do is at the end of the day, feel like the dinner Nazi or like the the say no Nazi. Like, yes, you're the only one ever saying no. And and it's, I mean, it's it's draining. Especially when your time is limited, right? Because we are working eight to 10 hours a day, five, six, seven, eight, (laughs) nine, 10 days a week. So, I mean, you know, so I mean, so it's difficult when your limited interaction becomes a conflict point because they want to do it an easy way or everybody loves this kind of food, you know, and that's where I fail. I, I really do fail there because I am not a conflict with my kids person. Like that is a struggle. For me, even if the conflict is productive, even if it's positive, even if it's necessary, it's still very difficult for me to push there. My kids are not, I mean, they're not tough on me or anything, but I'm the easy one yeah, in a and, lot of those. And I know my, like my ability to be like, we're doing this. And then to keep, you know, cause if I don't, if I don't keep after them, nobody else is going to do it voluntarily. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And yeah. so I know it as soon as I get in like a a deadline or a crunch, like that's going to be my point of failure. Like that's going to be where I will fail individually if I'm the only one working on it. Cause I've Mm -hmm. also proved that over and over again. Yeah. I've had a conversation with my family too, to prepare them. And I, I feel like my, I mean, my children seem to be relatively on board, but they haven't actually suffered any of those consequences yet. So we'll see, you know, once we get to the point where we're like, okay, this is what we're doing. We'll see how they feel on the other side of it, you know, and then, and I don't know if your husband has this tendency, my, my gut tells me he probably does. But what my husband likes to do is if he is on some sort of financial alert, like, hey, babe, you know, we need to settle down over here. He'll find a way to to go scrounge up some cash of his own, and then he'll continue to do the things that he wants to do rather than contribute to the pot. Whereas everything that I have goes into our pot just because of the way that it's set up. I mean, like, I have no real relationship to my money. So that's the other thing that's really interesting is it's all electronic. You know, the thing about cash is when you have it in your hand, and you spend it like that is a different thing than it's all just imaginary numbers and i see it i see it go up and i see it go down i see it come in i see it go out so all of mine is part of that system where my husband hustles a little bit on the side and so i mean a lot of times i'll be like hey do you have 20 bucks or something and he'll pull like 150 bucks out of his pocket and i'm like Oh, you know, know, and I mean, and I do appreciate that. I do really appreciate the fact that he does have that ability and that, and he does do that, but it can be frustrating when you're trying to, to do things like, like this and, and make some of those transitions. So do you, does that happen at your house? Do you you have a pocket full of money? Yes, absolutely. There, there'll be times and it has happened regularly that I'll be like, well, you know, I need change for something or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm under the wire and hadn't gone to the bank. I'm like, do you by any chance have? And he's like, you know, he'll be like, hold on, he'll come back and he'll like, yeah. he'll be like flipping through the, the, yeah. the 50s yeah. or the hundreds. I'm like, yeah. where did that come from? He's like, oh, I sold the yeah, lawnmower like, or something. Yeah, like, like an ATM back there I didn't know yeah. about. 
no he like and he like because he he has um always had a few yards that he does on the side there's certain mm -hmm. there's certain ones that he always just cashes the check and he squirrels it away mm -hmm. so this time of year he doesn't have much extra money <laughs> right but come june boy he's gonna, come be, june, he's gonna be making it rain making bank Ooh, that's funny yeah all so. right well i feel really good about you know kind of our preliminary plan like i said i have not had an opportunity to do the amount of pre-work for this module that i that i would have liked to have done i actually feel less prepared going into this one than i did the last than i felt last time but i feel like we've got a pretty good plan mentally sort of moving forward so is there anything that you feel like you need from me for our module to be successful not at this initially time. preliminarily no, okay. no and in fact i feel like i think it's totally fine because i feel like so much of what needed kind of the, the prep work is actually mentally anyway like it's actually mm -hmm. a, a mental thought processing of okay i know how to do this but how am i going to get my family involved how you know like just being mindful and thoughtful through the process mm -hmm. um you know training your brain to think through it as a habit instead of mm -hmm. just you know a knee-jerk reaction to everything so I feel like we've we've had several conversations, which has been really helpful. And mm -hmm. you know, now even talking through this today. So I feel I actually feel very prepared going into the next two weeks. You know, what I was gonna say too is one of the things that I would like us to do, I would like to to really sort of dial in what we think are like our targets are for at least stage one of maybe a transition and i think we need to start thinking about it for the what if project overall too like how can we start making some of that income over here on the business side and it, this might be a nice time to start talking about it because right now i mean basically it's been all output although tracy did verify that we made 27 dollars and 30 cents Etsy last year so we are i mean we're we're, we're doing it Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing it. But anyway, so I feel like that might be a natural time to start really thinking about that too, like how we can start working on that part. Uh, yes, and and I I think that sounds like a great plan. I have no reservations of sharing numbers personally with with you. I feel like I'm an open book when it comes to to those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, probably not publicly, right? But, um, you know, percentages. Like, absolutely, could mm -hmm. share like some percentages. Now, okay. if I now if I am able to like feed my whole family off of like a hundred dollars a week or something like that, I definitely we're going to need those details. Yeah. <laughs> I want to bring it. However, I do have to say this too. One of the things Rain and I said at the very beginning when we first started working on the modules was that, and I think we said this when we did the goal setting, was like I have no desire to be like the person who teaches you solely about budget food stuff like that is right like that's not like the aim for me but i do get really excited about challenges and stuff like that so i do feel like that might be something i build into part of with my family is maybe some challenges like mm -hmm. who can put together the best meal for like you know 10 <laughs> bucks or something my family would be like yeah we're out we don't like <laughs> not interested but that's a good but that's you know what though that's a really good idea and i can see that actually working really well within your family culture yeah because they they love they love that kind of stuff or like you know who can come up with the healthiest dollar tree dinner like they got some pretty cool stuff at dollar tree i don't know like maybe we can come up with a you know not that we need to shop at dollar tree mm -hmm. for dinner but like we could. i feel an idea pin i feel an idea pin coming Ooh. on tracy i feel it in my yeah. in my bones but i definitely want our space to be the place where people can come and get 
encouraged about all of the systems that need to be in place for a sustainable and minimal lifestyle. I think that's a good idea, Tracy. All right. Well, I feel like uh, I feel like this has been a very successful initial conversation. So I'm really looking forward to tackling this particular topic together and independently. Is there anything else you want to add before we sign off? I just want to say thank you. I know it's been a real the this week and the end of this week particularly has been like really full for you. So I really thank you for everything that you did put into this. And this is so important to me, like, again, kind of transitioning as a next step in the direction that we're going and for not letting it be put off for any reason and dedicating yourself to this. We both have had like these ebbs and flows of (laughs) busy and then kind of we'll have a downtime and Rain has just had a bunch of stuff put on her plate last week. And so this has been a tight, a tight one. So I just appreciate you so much. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I do feel like I'm not as prepared as I wanted to be coming into this podcast. So I appreciate your flexibility in that, just agreeing to sort of like walk our way through it. And of course, you really do have a natural gift in that way. This is important to me. The What If Project, our podcast, the way we're going, this lifestyle transition. I mean, we're trying to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. And we knew that there would be these moments and and periods of time where it would be incredibly difficult. And this day in particular has been one. Uh, This week has been, you know, one. And and that's okay because really what it does is it helps reinforce my commitment to our project and my commitment to where we're going and why we're going there. So in some ways, I appreciate it, although in most ways I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And all you other mamas out there, just deep breaths. Hang in there, friends. All right, Tracy. Tracy Louise, are you ready to sign off? I am Rain Diane. All right. So I would say for our financial snapshot module week one, that would be a wrap. Yeah, that's a wrap.